Welcome back to the Suruj Podcast. In the last episode, we heard of Guru Hargobind's engagement with Mata Mahandevi, more formally known as Mata Marvahi. It ended with the beginnings of the preparation for the wedding, which is how chapter 53 now begins describing how all the auspicious ceremonies for the wedding were performed by the Brahmins and how Guru Hargobind as a groom looks so gorgeous. The Sikh congregation with Guru Hargobind formed the groom's wedding party. They all mounted up on their agile and exquisite horses. They all arrived there in Mandali and Dwara Mata Mahadevi's father saw them and was so happy. Everyone got together there and Dwara came in front of the crowd. Jetha came as well and was throwing money out, making it rain. And all the unfortunate people of the area came pouncing on the money and became greatly rich. There were all kinds of instruments being played there at the wedding, trumpets, all sorts of drums. The noise was so loud, it was like thunder at that point. Dwara came in front of Guru Hargobind and threw some money over the Guru's head. And in the manner of his family's traditions, they all performed the pre-wedding celebrations and ceremonies. They took Guru Hargobind inside their house and whatever the Guru required, they acquired it quickly for them. For two days, Men and women came in front of the Guru and seeing how beautiful the Guru was, they praised him greatly. All the unfortunate people from that area came running and the Guru and his Sikhs gave out great amounts of charity to them. Such a praise was spread over that entire region that Guru Hargobind was the greatest philanthropist, one who distributes charity and in this manner they stayed there for two days. On the third day, in the evening, when there was only about an hour and a half left in the day, Everyone on the groom side got ready, they mounted up, the bands all began playing their instruments, and they headed towards Dwara's house. Everybody heard them on the way, and they were all in just such happiness and excitement. Jetha was the one who performed the Milni with Dwara. If you remember from previous podcasts, at the previous wedding of Guru Hargobind Baba, Buddhaji filled in as the father figure for that role. It should be noted here that Jetha is a very senior Sikh and elderly Sikh at this point. He spent a good deal of time with Guru Hargobind's father, Guru Rajan So the Milni is performed between Jetha and Dwara. And the entire groom side then approached the door where the ceremony would take place. The wife of Dwara, Guru Hargobind's soon-to-be mother-in-law, Bhagan, when she saw Guru Hargobind, there was just no way to measure the bliss that flowed through her all the women of that area and just staring and looking up and down at Guru Hargobind began praising him amongst themselves. And those women who hadn't seen the Guru, they heard this and they came quickly uh, to see the Guru. When it was evening time now, the Brahmins brought the fire, which people used to walk around for their wedding ceremonies called a Bedi. Guru Hargobind was called in at that time, coming with his crew, Bedichan, Jetha and all. And Guru Hargobind was seated on top of an elevated fabric there. So the Brahmins, they prayed, they worshipped the nine auspicious heavenly bodies, the Nogreh, the Sun, Moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, ascending and descending moons. They did this and then made their fire. They placed in the fire uh, clarified butter and other offerings. Guru Hargobind got up, walked around the fire, performing the Lama ceremony with great care. Whatever any assistance or money was needed, Jetha was there to give the money for that. After the ceremony, Guru Hargobind went back to his encampment and all along the way the bands were playing their instruments. After some time, 
the bride's family invited Guru Hargobin over to eat. They placed them all on an elevated position there. They made seven types of dishes there to eat and served it to everyone. All the women were singing songs as they were eating and taking the names of everyone. They were also insulting and swearing at them. Just as a side note, this tradition, a type of wedding song is still done today called Sitmi. Everyone there was enjoying the food so greatly and seeing the celebrations, they praised the Guru. After everybody was satisfied, they all returned. Guru Hargobind returned back to his encampment where they spent the night there. In the early morning of the next day, they woke up in the early hours to bathe, before then holding a court session at Devan. All the people from that local area, they all desired to come see Guru Hargobind. It didn't matter if they were you know, the elite, the rich of that area, or they were the unfortunate, the poor. They all came to see the beautiful Guru Hargobind. They placed down offerings in front of the Guru before bowing down and had all of their desires fulfilled. There was two days before this and Guru Hargobind would stay there for another three days like this in that area. At this time, Dwara then went to bid Guru Hargobind farewell, bringing them with whatever they could as an offering and dowry for the Guru. Mata Bhagan, the mother of Mata Mahadevi, came with her daughter to offer to the Guru. Mahadevi Marvahi, as she's also called, was placed in a palanquin, and Guru Hargobind then began their travel ahead, which was followed by all the Sikhs and the bands as well who were playing their instruments. Countless money was being offered there, just thrown in the air. It was as if it was raining money. When they had reached down the path at some point, Guru Hargobind told everybody to stop, and that there was a beloved Sikh of his who was coming this way. Guru Hargobind said, I really want to receive their darshan, their divine sight. And soon after, there was a Sikh named Langaha who traveled down the path. Just as a side note here, Langaha was one of the five Sikhs who traveled with Guru Arjun Devji to Lahore where he saw the Shahidi of the Guru there. Guru Hargobind later entrusted him with maintaining that site there associated with Guru Arjun Devji. So that's where he's been serving since that episode. So Langaha, when seeing Guru Hargobind, with great love, he fell at the lotus-like feet of the Guru. Before then getting up and clasping his hands together, Guru Hargobind asked him, Langaha, are you well? Langaha replied saying, Some Sikhs came to Lahore requesting supplies for a wedding of yours. And from them I heard that you were in this area. And I had such a great desire to receive your darshan. But there's one problem in Lahore. That Ghazi, Rustam Khan in Lahore, the father of Gola, he's making a big problem for us. He's close in the court of the emperor and he's placing some false blame on you. He wants to tear down the Taramsala, the Gurdwara there, we're built, and wants to make a mosque on top of it. Wazir Khan, however, he has stopped him. But this Ghazi, Rustam Khan, still has such a great desire to get revenge on you. I've come to deliver this message to you, along with such a fortunate opportunity for me to receive your darshan. Guru Hargobind heard this and replied, The Taramsala is the auspicious spot of the highest divine, Parameshwar. Whatever idiot tries to think ill of that, he is just tearing up his own roots. The Taramsala, the true Guru, will forever remain there. Its foundation was set out by Parameshwar themselves. So the Sikh Langaha heard this well, and then Guru Hargobind said to him again, But now you should go and do the service at that Taramsala, both inside and out. Take care of the offerings and administration there, 
Whatever congregation arrives there at the Dharamsala, serve them food. Always keep this tradition of the communal kitchen and serve greatly with love in your heart. So in this way, Langaha took the command of the Guru, bowing down at the lotus-like feet of the Guru before setting off down that path towards Lahore. And having had the darshan of Guru Hargobind, he was just so happy. And at that time, Dwara, who loved his daughter very much, the new wife of Guru Hargobind, he was around as well in that crowd, and he had come some distance with Guru Hargobind to bid the Guru farewell. At that moment, he clasped his hands together and asked, When will I now receive your darshan? Oh, the great graceful one, you are the one who liberates the fallen like me. Guru Hargobind understood the great thirst Dwara had for their darshan and said, This rosewood tree standing here that you see, when you look at that, you will receive the same fruit as when receiving our darshan. So those who look at this rosewood tree with great love will receive such great virtue. This tree will be called Chutala and it will be known well across all time. Guru Hargobind, understanding that Dwara was his father-in-law, respectfully bid him farewell. While his mother-in-law, Pagan, was standing there with her hands clasped, Guru Hargobind also bowed down to her as well. Guru Hargobind then took off with everyone, mounted on their horses, riding alongside the river Ravi, while looking at his beautiful waves. They all eventually took some boats across the river before setting up camp on the other side. In that area, there was a jujube tree associated with the exalted Guru Nanak. Everyone with great faith bowed down to that tree. It was at that time, the group sent out a messenger towards Amritsar with a message telling everybody that Guru Hargobind and the group, having just had a wedding, will be arriving soon. Mata Ganga, Guru Hargobind's mother, heard this and was just overjoyed. All the women from the city were coming to say their congratulations to Mata Gangaji. Bells across the city began to ring out, announcing the arrival of Guru Hargobind and the wedding party. All the women from the city came out, getting together, singing with such beautiful voices. In such a sweet tone, they were singing so much, while great amounts of charity was being distributed to the unfortunate, the poor people of Amritsar. Everyone got ready to go a little outside of the city to meet the wedding party. Meanwhile, Guru Hargobind woke up that next day spending the night there by the river. Guru Hargobind with the warriors then mounted up while the bands and the drums were being sounded off as they traveled ahead. In such bliss, they arrived closer to Amritsar being greeted with a large group who had come from Amritsar. In all the markets and alleys of Amritsar, people sprinkled water to settle the dust. And in all the windows and rooftops, people were trying to get a glimpse of Guru Hargobind coming back into the city. When people realized Guru Harbin had come close, they all went out to meet the Guru. The women were bringing garlands of flowers they had intricately made. There were singers there as well, and many others were throwing money over the palanquin of the new wife. Looking at the great excitement in the city, all of them eventually came back to the residence where Mata Ganga performed all the traditional ceremonies from her family. Candles were lit, which were used to perform arti in front of Guru Hargobind. Mata Ganga, when seeing her new daughter-in-law, took some water, moved it around over Marvahi's head, and then drank that. Now this is a ceremony which represents how the mother-in-law desires that if any pain comes to her new daughter-in-law, that she would take it on herself instead of her daughter-in-law. So Mata Gangaji did this, and then Guru Hargobind and the new wife went inside the residence Mata Ganga, seeing her son and new daughter-in-law, was just so happy. 
Guruhargavan then got up at some point, heading out to bathe at the Sarovar in front of the Dabar Sahib. He then took Prachad going into the Dabar with his hands clasped, bowed down. Inside the Dabar there was Baba Buddhaji and Pai Gurdas. The Guru saluted both of them respectfully with great happiness. The Guru then walked around the Dabar Sahib performing several Parakarmas before then going to the Akal Takht where he then sat. In front of the Guru though, sheets were placed out. A court session commenced. Everyone came to receive the divine sight, the darshan of the Guru, clasping their hands together while sitting close. And Guru Hargobind spoke with everybody there that came. As he was speaking to everybody, Bandit Khan, his group of warriors, walked in as well. And they saluted the Guru, and their eyes were just wide open. Guru Hargobind gave especially great respect to Bandit Khan, and he also asked how the other warriors were doing as well. And that's how chapter 53 concludes. In the next episode, we're going to hear more of the Guru's family. We're going to hear of some of the birth of the Guru's kids. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, we'd like to thank those who've been supporting the podcast through the Manolachan Patreon page. Guru Arjun Sahib, the man who is 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 the man who is